0: Otherwise, on S.A.F.M.
1: Good afternoon and welcome to the Tuesday edition of Otherwise with myself, Kanye Makubane, right here on SAFM. We're coming to you from the National Arts Festival in Grahamstown. And as usual, we are focusing on women in the arts, women occupying different spaces and doing awesome things, not only just in the arts but in the creative industries. And today is no different. My first guest this afternoon will be festival director and director of the Vitz Theater, Keitha Petha. And we're going to be chatting about the and 96- Nine a festival. 969, incidentally, is the number of kilometers that the Wits Theatre is from the National Arts Festival, and they're going to be choosing 20 of the festival's hottest productions, and they're going to bring them back to Wits Theatre. So all you Joburgers who've been complaining that you couldn't make it to the festival, well, here's something for you. And then we're going to get back into history, and we're going to be chatting to Novesu Tukhai. She's the artistic director of the continent's oldest opera house okay the PE Opera House is the oldest uh, of its type in Africa and in the southern hemisphere as well and they're going to be chatting to us about the productions that they've brought here with their flagship production entitled In De Lenzel. this road, this journey is long and later on we're going to be also focusing on a production entitled The Girls and this is an international award winning drama that centers on the 139 girls that were abducted on the 9th of October 1996 from their boarding school in Uganda the production is also supporting the abducted girls by Boko Haram and all other children affected by civil wars Jerry Pue who is the co-director of the girls will be joining us to chat to us more about that 34701 34701 is the SMS line you can use to comment on any of the topics we're going to have this afternoon Let me start with you, Gita, hello.
0: Hi. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Wow.
1: You know, we were just chatting uh, air with Gita about all the productions that she's going to be bringing, and it's going to be quite a feast.
0: You know, I I think the Grand Sound Arts Festival is wonderful, but it's almost sensory overload. They literally... (laughs) Hundreds of plays, and it's like potluck
1: at any given time. Time. Even right now, as we speak, one of your productions is actually on stage right now. It's
0: opening right now. I should be there sending silent (laughs) prayers and good wishes at the stage, but I thought it would be best served by speaking to you. It's Cenotaph of Danuwa Mariri, and it is uh, the first time that the Vitz Theatre has ever had a play on the main stage. Wow. Yeah, no, and That's it's big, big to your your history. That's big. Uh, very big. I'm very proud. I think I'm more proud because we've created a new festival. So Cenotaph of Danwa Maridi really was the first commissioned play of So Solo, which is a new festival that I've created. Because, you know, the industry is beleaguered. There's When we look around, there are hundreds and hundreds of artists. Graves right now, braving the cold, the wind, the high prices, the bad food, the, you know, overpriced accommodation, but all here because we love the arts, we love what we do. More and more I've seen, you know, I've been in the arts for 30 years. I've seen that we can't do the big productions anymore. There's just no money. And so a lot of artists, in order to survive and, you know, put food on the table, are creating one-person shows. And I thought, I need a festival that actually focuses primarily Mm. on the soul of performance. And so last year, I commissioned Gerard Bester, who's also the head of the Hillbrow Theatre Project, and Tony Miambo, who's the most, it's like a little dynamite package. (laughs) Awesomely talented, and the story is about his dad and the death of his dad.
1: And what's interesting as well is that, you know, the Musho Festival in Durban of One and Two Handers also does the same thing, and it has become increasingly popular as well, as audiences also start becoming, you know, used to one-man plays because sometimes people want to expect the big productions, you know, the Hume the Razzmatazz. i told talking about
0: Razzmatazz, you've got to watch Silver. You know, the the Standard Bank Young ja- um Award winner for dance Opened his show last night Called Siver Redefined everything for me I, I, I have the attention span of a flea I could have sat through that production again. So, fantastic show. No, I I, I think that, you know, South Africans will be wonderful at storytelling. We all have opinions about everything. And, you know, you sit outside checkers and you're waiting to, like, load your bags. Somebody will tell you a story. So, we're very (laughs) good at telling stories. (laughs) We don't mind. (laughs) We don't mind. All All right, right, stay
1: with us. My guest is Githa Petha, and we're talking about the 969 Festival.
0: Otherwise, on SAFM.
1: So we're talking about the 969 Festival and my guest is the festival director and in many ways the visionary. Let's talk about this 969 Festival because it's a of festival. It's the Go Solo, it's the 969, and people are like, okay, what's going on here? Because this is not the first time the 969 is coming. I've, I know I've featured yes, it before. Yes,
0: 15 years yes. old. Yes. Yes. Well, you know, I think you know it's a great idea because there's so many plays, people should be picking it up. Mm. But Johannesburg, you know, Unlike every other city in Joba uh, in in South Africa, it's a place where people have some money to spend, yes. and we're hoping that if you don't want to make the trek of 969 kilometres, and it's quite a trek, then you I what I do is I curate a festival that kind of gives you a little snapshot of the festival, yes. and the idea is, and when I pick it, I, I I can't wait for Grahamstown because I think that the festival used to happen in August, but This festival opens on Wednesday. The National Arts Festival. Two days. Yeah, two days. People are hot. They're still, you know, with all that energy of the National Arts Festival. And they come to Johannesburg for two weeks. So it's running from the 15th to the 26th of July. And we've got an amazing array of of, of productions
1: I mean I'm just looking through the production list and I've seen my friend uh Philippadaez is her original skin is gonna be there uh there's three little pigs no 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 <laughs> that's
2: that, what I, that was last year that was last,
1: last year mm-hmm. ah, I'm looking at last year's information okay my apologies for that all right let's talk more about this, this year's year. productions
0: well this year's productions are actually, you know we 've got kafka 's ape who just won an ovation win um, and that 's tony um, um, who's actually playing in cenotaph mm. but it 's based on um what it means to be a human being how yes. do you how do you the evolution, and not everyone agrees with science, the evolution <laughs> of human beings. The evolution of man. T- and so, and then we have got Kafka's son, which is Alon Nashman. He's a Canadian who does amazing work about bringing bi- uh, biographical figures to mm-hmm. life. So mm-hmm. he's done Kafka's son and Hirsch. Um, we have Singer Reva and the Palace, who is yes. um, Lakshmi Chandrasekhar, a very renowned actress from India. Who who looks at the role of women in India? And if mm. we think you know, African women have it bad. Indian women in India, <laughs> Is a different kettle of fish completely. Right. Though. So uh, so I'm really, and we have um, in the ballet funeral, um, and then we have some amazing South African people. You know, I think theatre yes, South Africans we set the pace. Yes. There's a show called Alexa. Three people get into a car. And it's called Alexa, A Mobile Thriller. And they get in, and the play happens there. They're part of the action. They can contribute to it. They can change it. And it's like Quentin Wolf, who's just uh, one of the most amazing kind of talents to watch. He's also directed Smarties, but a young man in a lunatic asylum. You know, sometimes I think some, uh, when we listen to the news, you know, we think, like, the whole world is a lunatic asylum. But this is about... It's, Smarties is about... Being inside a young man's head and his, you know, his parents and his life. So there's there's a huge variety. Mm. Crossing, if you know Ndisi Shibangu? Yes, I do know him. Well, you know, he's a wonderful friend, but I think one, perhaps one of the biggest talents in our yes. country, not yes. recognized enough in my book. And he's directed a show called Crossing uh, for the Mambana Arts and Cultural Center in the Northwest. So we've got like 80 or 90. And then Jefferson Shabalala, who is an amazing poet, and he's such a strong advocate for spoken word. We'll be doing free sessions called Poetry Overload. I like that. Very nice. (laughs) That's speaking my language. (laughs) And people who want to come and read can also come and read. So you can actually not just watch the performances, you can be part of it.
1: There we go. So anyone with a piece can actually join the open line.
0: Absolutely.
1: Now, Githa, you've told me that you've been in the arts for over 30 years. Oh, How yes. did it all start for you?
0: Well, you know, it was the bad old days. Uh, my mom wanted me to be a lawyer. I went to the university and I decided I'm actually going to be an actress. Except those the days of... The dark old days, you couldn't, you know, there was cultural boycotts, you couldn't. So I actually, by default, I started teaching. Then when the ANC was unbanned, but I was very involved in worker theatre and. The UDF And during the struggle Using the arts As a tool For mobilization Absolutely And so yes uh, I would love to tell you That it was all A wonderful plan That has been reached It never was mm. One accident After the other But I've uh, I've uh, um, You know I worked at the playhouse I was acting of there I was the head of Education and development I went to the market Theater I helped expand The Calabash Festival I created the first Women's Arts Festival In the country wow. Which is now 19 years old that's amazing, and and finally, uh, that university has been very kind enough to take me on.
1: And here you are.
0: I'm here, and I've seen twenty. Well, this morning was my twenty-first production since I got here. Twenty-one. Do you know that's why the dark circles around my eyes.
1: Oh, I was about to say you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: This is You're amazing. This, is <laughs> amazing. this is amazing, 21. I'm only
1: just going to see my third production today.
0: Well, but you, working, you you working behind. The, and you know what? you doing yes. your work. Yes. Because I think the arts need so much of support, and the media have a real role to play. So, you know, just thank you for helping me publicize both Cenotaph of Danwa and Mariri that's yes. playing at the Hangar today, tomorrow, and on Thursday, and the 969 Festival. You you know, SAFM is fabulous.
1: Thank you, darling. Thank you so much for being with us, and I'm definitely sure there will be a whole program up on your website, you know, and people want to catch all Can those details. Can I tell details?
0: you what w yes. is? And if you go onto Facebook, it's just look for the 969 page and the whole program there. It's going to be gorgeous. We've got fires, we've got a bar, and you can come and see three shows in one night with a little interval between. So it's going to be a really nice atmosphere.
3: Thank you
1: so much, Githa. It's going to be a pleasure. I'm going to definitely and make it. And it doesn't
0: change. rain in Joburg. During the winter. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
1: we've got a little bit of sunshine today, so that's good. Yesterday was miserable, but at least we've got a bit of sunshine today. Yeah,
0: my niece told me go home.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, It's been an absolute pleasure and all the best as you continue with your marathon run of watching all the productions here. I know at the end of it you're going to be thoroughly tired. I will. <laughs> That's Githa Petha, and she is the Festival Director and Director of the Verde Theatre. When we come back, we'll be chatting to Nobesu Tukhai. She's the Artistic Director at the Port Elizabeth Opera House.
3: Otherwise, on
0: SAFM. Hey, hey.
1: 21 after 1 o'clock, we're getting into the Opera House. We're going to be chatting to what they are all about and their programs, but also the history. I mean, this is one of the last Victorian Opera Houses that's still standing in the whole of Africa, I've been told, in the whole of the African continent and the southern uh, atmosphere, built in 1892, steeped in history. Well, joining me here is the lady who's the visionary behind it, Nobesu Chai. Chai, no right? yes. Oh, I'm so proud of myself. R A Y I I. Oh, I'm like, I know this is not right. It is a chai. <laughs>
3: it's <khai>. <laughs> <laughs> How
2: are you, my sister? I'm good. I'm good. Um, Gramstown has been good to us. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm very happy to be here. Uh, we've been we've been here as the Opera House since uh, 2012. Since we've had our our, our general manager enter in, in 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 2012. Yes. So 2012, the same productions. Um, uh, we we brought six productions. Mm-hmm. And then last year we brought five productions. And then this year we brought one big production with a cast of 23. Whoa. And a creative team of four people. Whoa. So we are quite a big team, but everything is going well so far. Let's talk
1: about how you got into it. I mean, you're coming into this big institution of the Port Elizabeth um, Opera House and the Band Theatre, which are, you know, very much working together. Mm -hmm. And you're told, you know, this thing was... Um, opened in 1892 and was proclaimed a national
2: monument in 1980. Were you always aware of the history of the Opera House? Not really, hey. Um, Opera House has always been that building that you are so scared to go into because you don't know what what takes place, you don't know what happens. <laughs> and then back in the day, I think the first time I entered the Opera House was about, I think, 1995. And uh, I, I did ballet for like a year or so, and then I entered that stage, and I, I thought... Uh, this beautiful building, I would love to work here one day, not knowing that actually in 2012, I would I would come into the Opera House as... Power of words. Power of words. I put it out there, <laughs> and it worked. I put it out there, and it worked. And yeah, so I came into the Opera House in 2012, and obviously I tried to um, know the history of, of the Opera House. I didn't know... That it was the longest-running uh, mm-hmm. theatre in Africa. Right. Yes. So uh, obviously, it was a huge task on my shoulders because I I had to now think how do I carry this forward as a young person. Mm. And uh, yeah, so I've been there since 2012. I started off as a, a as an actor and uh, And then, after that, I was promoted to being a producer, and then after that, I became an artistic manager
1: so let's talk about the type of programs that you're tasked with running, mm-hmm. just in terms of you know developing the arts and the theater in
2: Port Elizabeth. okay, first of all, the opera House. Um, When Mr. Ngonyama came through In 2012 It was a receiving house What that means is Basically you just go in And you hire the venue And you do whatever show you want So it was not producing Any works at the time So after he came through He wanted to transform The theatre into a producing house Or rather a production house And then uh, we started Having programs of our own And also um, programs In which maybe the department says Please be our implementing agents In this program Mm So the kind of programs That we have we've got festivals. We've got um, a festival of dance and a festival of performing arts and then, uh, yeah, and we we'll also bring productions to the National Arts Festival since 2012. So basically, it's a huge turnaround and it is not easy because, I mean, this theatre has been running for so many years being a receiving house and now it has to become a production house with lack of funding. Wow. That's the, that's the, that's the painful part about it. Um, if I can just Let you know about the current status of the Opera House. Basically, it receives $1.3 from the Department of Arts and Culture provincially. It doesn't get any funds from DAC. However, we got funds to renovate the building, which we appreciate that. However, there are no funds for programs. So Department
1: of Arts and Culture, I know you are listening. Yes, <laughs> we are listening. <laughs> Let's get behind the Port Elizabeth Opera House and help them to, to, to do what they are best at doing, you know, exactly. which is bringing the arts to, to people. Now, it's very interesting that you talk about funding because yesterday we had a lady on the show that actually was talking about a new way of raising funds for creative projects and they are called the Thunder Fund mm-hmm. and they do what they call crowd sourcing where Anyone who's interested in in actually giving money to a program, you donate, whether it's 50 rand, 100 rand, 200 rand, and they actually raise the money like that. And I believe there's two or three productions that they've actually funded because of, you know, the community of ad lovers. Mm -hmm. So is it something we can do, think of, to go back to the community and say, guys, for us to fund... These projects, can you, as the community, the people that come to the theatre, actually be our investors?
2: Um, that system for me, I think it, it, it works. However, it is for me, it is not sustainable. Right. Because you 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 basically fundraise for from project to project, and it is not sustainable. You know, it's not guaranteed funding, so you have to keep on doing it up until. It becomes something. And as you would know, I think uh, uh, generally, uh, Nje, we've lost audiences, you know, because there's TV and, you know, there are other mediums of of, of media. So we've lost audience to actually come into the theater. So we are bringing back the spirit of theater uh, to the people. So getting funds from them is not something that is easy, but I think it's a tool that one can embark on. However, I still feel that – If the Opera House can get sustainable funding for its programs and for operations, it can really become you know, really the longest running uh, theatre in Africa yes. according to its programs, because I mean we, we, we've we had uh, people like Otaku John Carney, we've had I mean, from, from Nelson Mandela Bay we also have Winston Chonyo so really, Port Elizabeth is a hub. But you've produced legends you've pro- Exactly, we've really produced and Eastern Cape as a whole, yes. it has produced really people of high calibre so, um, sustainable funding is still a, 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 a a a problem, however, uh, again, our general manager is really doing his best because what we do right now, in order for us to have programs that that, that, that keep the the institution alive, we we go to your Mzanza Golden Economy and we apply to places like the National Arts Council, the Eastern Cape Provincial Arts and Culture Council, so places like that. So that's where we get our funding from. However, as you would know, it is not guaranteed it's like a gambling type of thing. So you you apply and then you wait for a response. So you can't have a calendar of events. You can have it, but it doesn't mean that it will actually come alive. You know, so artists are not trusting the institution. So that's the painful part about it. However, we are pushing. I we can see, I we can see.
1: Let's talk about the production that you've brought here, just turning our attention slightly mm-hmm. away from um, issues of funding and administration and mm-hmm. getting back into the creative, you yes. know, in the It's a very interesting storyline. An old lady who's been waiting for an RDP house finally gets one, but there's a twist because on the eve of the day she's supposed to get the keys to her house, something happens.
2: Yes. Uh, without giving much um, about the story, but I think uh, the writer who is uh, Mondengonyama, the general manager of the Opera House, he wrote the story. He is a writer. So he wrote the story, and um, it's actually a true story. A woman uh, from Umtata actually got up in a, in a meeting, and he asked, she asked this question from, from, from the premier mm-hmm. and said, do you really think that people want RGB houses? And it was shocking to him, and then he decided to write a story about this. Mm. That actually, what government does, as much as it is good, but there are people out there who have their own ideas as to what is it that they want. So, specifically, this woman, Unon Tembego, her story is about the fact that she doesn't want the house. The house is not what she wants. She wants land, because she says she wants to plow. She, you know, And RDP House is not going to solve the problems that she's had over the years, not knowing where... Um, mm-hmm, where her husband uh, went to after, you know, after going to exile. So,
1: no message so to yes. stay with us. We're going to continue with the story when we come back. It's 1:30 in time for the news headlines with Ottila Sako.
0: Otherwise, on S F M. Hey!
1: We're chatting to Novesu Tuchai. She's the artistic director at the Port Elizabeth Opera House, and she's chatting to us about the production that they've brought here. We've been chatting also earlier on about just the history, some of your uh, challenges within the portfolio that you're in, but you're also raising a very important point specifically around you know the plot of the story that. It's not necessarily a handout people always want, but people want to be self-sustainable. Like this elderly lady, she says, I want
2: land. Exactly. And uh, what we are trying to show also in this story is that as much as uh, Unontembego, which is the old lady saying she wants land and she doesn't want the house, however, the young person who is uh, now the son to Unontembego is saying, but I want the house because you are going to die any time now, and I want this house. And he and she says, "Freedom is not for fools." Yes, freedom is not for fools, and I think that's one of the controversial um, uh, statements that the play is making. That as much as we have this freedom now, but it still comes with responsibility. Mm. So um, I'm teaching you to be self-sustainable. I'm teaching you to 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 work um, for whatever you want in life, and mm. not just accept handouts. Uh, but we are saying this is a story of Nontembego, and we are not saying. It's a story for everyone. However, we want to tell those stories of the minorities and not just those of the majorities. So the story of Lontemberg is basically about that. And uh, obviously, um, we've got a mayor in the in the story as well, and she is worried about the media. Mm-hmm. What is the media going to say? The media is invited, the, the, you know, everyone is invited. What are they going to say? So she also has her own problems, and it's a mayor's you know um so she also has her own problems her own political problems that are going to come after this woman does not want the house so basically we tell the story through dance through music, and uh, the narrative being drama. Mm, That's amazing because
1: you're using all these different artistic platforms. You say it's quite a big cast of 23 people.
2: Yes, it's quite a big cast. Uh, We've got six dancers um, from the Nelson Mandela Bay, and we've got five musicians from the Nelson Mandela Bay, and we also have five actors from Nelson Mandela Bay and one actress from Umtata. Wow, so you're
1: really representing Nelson Mandela Bay here. Of course
2: Okay, and uh,
1: let's talk about some of the productions that are currently on at the Opera House That
2: people can also go out and enjoy Okay, the Opera House currently is under renovations. We got money from DAC for infrastructure, so to renovate the building, and that's what is happening at the moment. And we are looking at officially opening the theater in November. We won't give out the date yet because, you know, you know, construction, anything can happen. But we are looking at opening the venue in November officially. And then after that, we've got um, – Programs in place Like the first program that we have Is Shukuma Provincial Dance Festival That is a project of the Provincial DAC And they've given that to us As the P Opera House to produce Mm. So basically how that works is We go around all the seven districts That make up Eastern Cape And we look for that one group To represent that district However this time around uh, We are looking for two groups So one group uh, young people And um, the other group being uh, 40 up And then the second program that we have for 2015-2016 is Dance Seasons. So basically what we do is uh, we give you whatever we can. Uh, We commission you and we also help you with marketing and you have a run of your production in dance. And same with drama, it works the same. So we are looking Mm -hmm. at having those monthly. And then we also have concert series where we invite a national act and also two local acts um, to, to perform concert series. Last year it worked very well. We had people like Heavy Gay... Fafafaku, Nomfundo Kaluba, Vusinova, and um, yeah, so we also had local acts as well. Which the local acts, they're not curtain raisers. Yes, a lot. I, like I like that. They have their own slot. They, they have their, you know, their own show. They're putting themselves out there. So um, we're looking at having that again in twenty fifteen twenty sixteen. So those are our programs.
1: It sounds exciting. I mean, Port Elizabeth, you are happening on are. the <laughs> <laughs> on the theatre front. And um, before I let you go, though, what what is your ultimate dream for for the for the Opera House? I mean, as you
2: just project, you know, to the future um our ultimate dream is for the opera house to be converted into a cultural institution where it gets it gets the same amount of money as your market theater your park offs your um your artscape you know and your 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 durban playhouse so um pr- production houses like that so that's our main dream however if we can't be a declared cultural institution it will just be fine if we get sustainable funding just to make sure that operations happen and just to make sure that programming is in place. And, uh, yes, and we, we, we thank our sponsors, those, those who, who give us a bit, a bit of money, to make sure that our artists um, have lives, you know, because basically we're trying to create an industry here.
1: Mm. We're trying to create
2: an industry. We're tired of our Eastern Cape artists going um, to other provinces.
1: We lose try and make it there. To try and make it there. I mean, you have such... A lot of talent I mean Just from the guys You've mentioned The likes of Fusi Nomfundo All coming from The Eastern Cape And going to Josie Maboning, You know to, to chase the Bright city life So it's good That you're trying To retain Your artistic talent Here in uh, The Eastern Cape Nobosu Tuchai Thank you very much For joining us And just enlightening us I'd love to come Through to the uh, Opera house One day When it's up running And newly renovated and, and come and see What you're doing there We would gladly Welcome you Port
2: Elizabeth Is a friendly.
1: City. <laughs> <laughs> That's Nebraska, artistic director at the Opera House. Stay with us when we come back, Jerupo chats to us about the drama production, The Girls.
0: Otherwise on SAFM. Yeah.
1: 22 minutes before 2 o'clock. My name is Kanyuma Kubane, in Shadow Twala on Otherwise This Week. And we're coming to you live from the National Arts Festival in Grahamstown. Now, I have with me in the studio a man who calls himself a male feminist. <laughs> I don't know about that. He'll tell us a little bit more about it. Jerupo, you are the co-director of the production, company, of the, production the Girls, and you're also a director at Ushini Arts Culture and Heritage Center in KZ. Z N. Yes. Thank you very much for being with us. Let's talk about the production, the girls. Uh, The girls
3: is a show about the abduction of the girls in uh, in Uganda. Mm -hmm. What is happening in Nigeria? It happened before ten years ago. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to tell that story so that people can see that uh, sometimes we take things for granted. We think it will never happen to us. You know. Um, the the girls were abducted, and uh, the thirty of them they were never found, and nobody followed it up. Mm. You know, uh, like you see now in Nigeria, the whole hype and craze is gone, but the girls are still not back. Yes. You know. Yes. Uh, But we seem to have forgotten about them. You know. You know, with the media, you always move on to the
1: next story. Yes. Yes. Yes.
3: Yes. So, so that's why we... But, but also we wanted to show the, that sometimes these things are also done by the child soldiers. Mm. On how they, they take these kids, kidnap them and turn them into child soldiers. But it's a story of these girls uh, telling their story. How, it, how the whole thing happened. But mostly on how they feel when they are there. You know, because sometimes we just talk about them being kidnapped... But we never think what is happening in that compound. Mm. That these young girls are raped. These young girls are turned into soldiers. These young girls are turned into others before their time. And um, if, as a continent, we don't do something seriously, um, this thing will keep on happening all the time.
1: Let's talk about the research that you did, you know, just in terms of preparing for this production.
3: Yeah. Uh, the Girls, it's, 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 it's a play that was written by Rule. Um It happened in Uganda. They went there for the research.
1: Is this so your... Uh, My co-director. Yeah.
3: yeah. So they went there for the research and then they developed a script from that research and they travelled uh, there playing for the community. Um, so it's something that Someone who's written it has a uh, first-hand experience. He's been there. He's been talking to people there. He's been interviewing people. He's been working with the young girls there. So Mm. um, that's what interested me on on the piece itself.
1: Mm. I'd like to also um, talk about the narrative and how you put it in a dramatic form because it's a heavy story. It's It's it's, it's a heavy heavy story. story. And it's one that affects many People in this modern day age—it's yes. not just a historical story that yes. happened. It's—it's yes. it's a, it's a relevant story. Yes. How do you portray this in your production?
3: We portray it in a production um, by it's told by three characters: mm-hmm. one boy who's a child soldier, right, and Sister Rachel, who was the who was a nun, mm. uh, where they kidnapped these girls from, and a young girl who tells her story. Mm. Um, and it's it's in between them now, uh, the, the life and the death. Because uh, Sister Rachel's, although he leaves these girls in the compound, but sh- she becomes their angel. Mm. And they always tell their angel how they feel, what's happening It's here. a
1: metaphorical figure yes, in a way. Yes, yeah.
3: yes, yes. So that's how we are... Telling the story, we've put also music in it um, that is also pushing the story. But as you are saying, it's, it's a heavy story, it, it's something that you don't say to people, Enjoy the show, but you say to people, Experience the, the show. show. Yes. I like that, yeah. I like they, they that they can't enjoy it,
1: but they can have an experience, but they can have an
3: experience. <laughs> yes.
1: And so far, um, you've done any of the performances? The ninth is from tomorrow. Tomorrow, yes. Um, today is the eighth.
3: Today is the eighth, yes. <laughs> the
1: seventh. Today is the seventh. The,
3: the seventh. You and,
1: you and me are running. You know when you're in Grahamstown, Grahamstown does that to you. it does that too. It does that too. You. you lose track yes. of time. So today is the seventh. Yes. So in two days' time, yes. you
3: open. We open. Have yes. you
1: had any previews before you came
3: here? Uh, we've we, we've got. Uh, previews uh, from uh, Devon Papers Mm -hmm. uh, before we came here and um, also here for some reason there's kind of a a hype about it you know which uh, is a good thing because people really want to to know about this kidnapping of girls and and, and what happens so um, people are really interested Mm -hmm. you know so um, I'm hoping that we'll have good audiences yeah
1: That's amazing. Let's talk about the Wushini Arts, Culture and Heritage Centre in KZN and and just about the work you do there.
3: Yeah, Wushini is a a centre that started in 2010 Um, It was my dream that one day I want to have our own space where we can be able to create whatever we want to create without uh, any fear or Any doubts that the producer of that space would like it or not Because I do a lot of works on women issues Mm. Yeah, I studied uh, women's studies at the university It was only two of us guys That's where the name male feminists came from So we we do a lot of uh, training there We train young kids from uh, the age of 7 to 35 We've got youth programs that are happening there Uh, We've got people that we train every day. We've got 20 young people that we train every day on all aspects of the arts. Not only performing, but also art admin, uh, marketing, uh, fundraising. So we want that when they finish the year, we then try and place them in Mm. other institutions around us. And we've got two major festivals. We've got Uhuru uh, International Arts Festival, in May, and we're having another one, boot to uh, Heritage International, International Festival in September. Um, so, in between these two big festivals, we have programs, like we're going to have after Aftergramstown program. All the shows from and that are here, they're going to showcase their works in our theatre, uh, end of July. Mm. And also, in August, we've got uh, women Festival, uh, we are honoring or uh, we are celebrating. Yes. Miriam Makeba and Musimbulu.
1: That's amazing so are because they're such big giants. Exactly.
3: We are celebrating them. So um, we 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 try that in between. We have a lot of stuff, but the biggest festivals are two for the year, and the training. We do a lot of training uh, in Ushwini, dealing with social issues. Yes. We've got a lot of school programs. Yes. That we go to schools We bring schools to the center So the center has about Four theaters in it And the Mm -hmm. The exhibition center And the Museum center And recording studio and film studio So we are in the rural areas of Kwangolosi We might not be the richest theater But we are the most beautiful I like that We (laughs) are surrounded by the mountains Looking at the dam Mm. So yeah, we are we the we most boast. beautiful yeah, we're the most beautiful yet, I think in the continent <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and why not hey yeah. and and why not and and briefly before I let you go, let's talk about the role of the arts in terms of youth development just keeping young people off the streets and also discovering the next John Gunn is the next James Love the yes. so next great, and, and the role that it just plays in helping young people I would say get some structure and form in their lives
3: yeah actually uh, you're touching a very important part because I'm always arguing with people when they say every young people must go to science and technology you know uh, my argument is you know, in the arts, the soul. Mm. And if you want to kill the soul, you kill the arts in the people. So for me, it's very, very important to, to train these youngsters uh, on different aspects of the arts. Because others, they, they love the arts, but they think arts only about acting. You know, uh, for instance, we've got a handful of female directors in the country. They're not less. They're not more than ten, mm. you know, uh, in these times. So we're trying also to encourage young, young girls to to start uh, writing, to start directing, yes. you know, because uh, this sector is a male-dominated factor sector, sector mm. Mm. and we we need to to break that. But the only way to break that is to start training the young people mm. so that they can be directors of tomorrow. We've got a lot of actors, you yeah. know, but we don't have a lot of writers and directors, and right. that's where our focus should be.
1: Roger, thank you so much for joining us. Thank the main feminist, lovely chatting <laughs> to you, and let's catch up with the folks at subsha. Shop.